as another radio host might say, I like the cut of his jib. Joining us at the Eagle is skipper Joe Madden. Thank you for checking in. We've had a busy morning already. We had meetings from 8 o'clock to just about 9.30. We're getting a chance to talk with you. Well, you know, the good news is, Joe, this is going to be a chat about anything but baseball, which uh, might be a nice little break for you. I so dig that, so far away, man. I enjoy uh, that. Well, it's about you and rock and roll, and specifically the Stones and Springsteen. I know you're a big fan. Do you have a go-to when you're in, uh, let's say, in the hunt and concentration, need to blow off steam? Is it Stones or is it Springsteen? It's Stones. I, when, I, when I'm down, at, not down in the dumps, but when things, um, when I want to get like the mojo back, I'll go with Springsteen because that was the... You know, the early 70s, Lafayette College, when I was playing minor league baseball. So if I really want to get back into the rhythm of things, I go with him. Uh, but, like, when things are going well, mm-hmm. like uh, when we when the playoff runs and be the stone started up, I'd walk into the uh, clubhouse and just put started up, and that was my indication to start it up. And um, more of a visceral component with the stones for me where you just really hear the sound and the beat, and uh, that takes me way back uh, even to my Little League days, believe it or not. Now, growing up in uh, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, Joe, what were you listening to as a kid? Did it start out with the Stones and Springsteen, or was it uh, a little softer or a little less uh, rocky than that? Well, it was probably a little bit less. I was like uh, Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass was coming on at that time. I don't know why, but yeah. Little League Why, The Lonely Bull, and um, A Taste of Honey. Uh, uh, there was that one cover with the whipped cream on it. Whipped Cream and Other Delights, I think, might have been his uh, yep. one album, yep. Uh, yep. Herb Albert. Um, so I think I was like, I don't know, eight or nine. I was like playing Little League Baseball, listening to Herb Albert to get jacked up to go to the ballpark. And then eventually, uh, what was the stone? What was uh, Satisfaction? Was that 63? Right around 64, 65, right around through there, yeah. Okay, because that was when I think I was 10, playing Little League Baseball. Mike Vito, I used to go up to Mike's house, was right by the Little League Stadium at Coriel Stadium. We'd shoot pull, and I'd listen to that, and I thought, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that really struck a chord with me. But I Can't Get No Satisfaction was the first Stone song that really motivated me and, and got me into the vibe of like really getting into the moment. And uh, still today, when that sucker comes on, I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing and listen to it. That is absolutely great. Do you remember as a kid or maybe growing up the first record you bought? First record I bought, uh, I remember uh, Del Shannon, Runaway. I think oh, I yeah. that into the dirt. I, I absolutely killed that one. Um, you know, my parents also had some of the 33s, you know, the bigger ones sure. that you put on the thin spindle. And I think we had an old Philco uh, record player. But I would, what I would do is I would find speakers, just speakers anywhere, and I would run wires from the main speaker on the Philco and like put speakers around. Oh, that's awesome. To create my own. I didn't realize what stereo was at that time, <laughs> but I was thinking stereo. Yeah. Having multiple speakers. My old Volvo, my 66 Volvo, I had speakers under the seat, in the back. Nothing was, was hooked up properly. It was, of course, connected to an A-track. It was outstanding. I'd reach underneath the seat to change, to change my music. It was beautiful. You are a true rocker, Joe. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, favorite Rolling Stones song? Wow. That's that hard. is That is really, really, really hard. Um, poof. I, I'm going to say, I, I, honestly, I'm going to go back to the, to the, like I said, I can't get no satisfaction yeah. because... Um, that's how it began for me. That's where I became a fan. I mean, you could talk about Painted Black and like you said, all these others. I love Painted Black. I love the lick on the, the way Painted Black starts it out and Mother's Little Helper and all that stuff. It's, but I, I'd have to say I can't get no satisfaction. Totally 
takes me back to 1964. Well, it is that undeniable great rock riff of Keith Richards and then Jagger vocals. But you think about stuff like Can't You Hear Me Knocking and Monkey Man. I mean, there's yeah. just so much no great Stone stuff that it really well, is tough to pick that one. But that's that definitive tune that when you see him, uh, you, you got to hear Satisfaction. Well, that first lick that comes out, I mean, that was brilliant. I mean, how simple was that? You talk about a hook, it, it gets you immediately, and um, that's pretty much the genesis of my rock and roll life was that song. Okay, we're going to flip it now to Springsteen. Do you have a Springsteen song, a favorite? Uh, the, uh, from the Wild, the Innocent East Street Shuffle, Kitty's Back in Town. Uh, I mean, Back at Lafayette, Back at Lafayette, it was always about Rosalita. Yes. Uh, that really was the, almost like the theme song. Um uh, Spirit of the Night also was a yep. big one. That yep. was Lafayette College. They, the weekends would begin Thursdays, and they would end officially like Monday night. So you'd have like Tuesday and Wednesday to go to class, and people would have like their stereos, uh, the speakers hanging out the window. So on a nice day, you'd walk across the, to South College or the main quad, and all you would hear was Springsteen blast. And he played at alumni. Jim there, I don't know, it was 73 or 74, something like that, for like four bucks to get in. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable memories. Uh, but um, for me, it was uh, Kitty's Back in Town. That was the one that uh, I thought was pretty dynamic. Oh, it rocks. Well, you know, and I can tell you, uh, Joe, uh, you're from the Northeast because, you know, many Springsteen fans discovered him on Born to Run. But to discover him early on no. with the Wild, the Innocent, and East Street Shuffle, you are a true fan, no doubt. No, Asbury Park. You got to go back to Asbury Absolutely. Park. Absolutely. All there. You know, and that was reading from Asbury Park. I was. I went to school with a bunch of Jersey Shore guys. Lafayette's in Eastern Pennsylvania, which is right on the border between PA and New Jersey, right on the Delaware. So a lot of these guys came in, and they're the ones that got me going. And then um, I got so involved in it. My buddy uh, Willie Fork, they plays with this. They call it the B Street Band. It's a cover band, and uh, they play Springsteen throughout the Northeast. And I brought Willie a uh, cassette, I believe at the time, of uh, the Wild, the Innocent East Street Shuffle, and I gave it to him, and I said, learn this. This guy's great. <laughs> can, you, can you remember or tell me, Joe, how many times you think you've seen the boss? Not that many. I wasn't a huge concert goer, probably four or five times maybe. I mean, when you're, when you're a baseball junkie, athlete, freak like I was, you know, playing all bunch of different sports, um, I didn't go often, as often as I'd like to. Like recently this winter, I saw I just saw Greg Allman out at um, Royce Hall in UCLA mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and I saw Jackson Brown in Long Beach. You know, guys, I really Jackson Brown was like a big part of my minor league situation. My buddy and I used to love the Pretender and Fountain of Sorrow and all that stuff. But the Allman Brothers was were another you know group that I could listen to. That was a big part of Lafayette College, the Allman Brothers band and. All their stuff. I, Jessica, I love the, the. I could listen to that any day of the week. So, all those, all those guys are huge. And Showtime just ran uh, history of the Eagles part one and two. And I tell you what, that uh, that Southern uh, California sound of the '70s was amazing. That I mean, I just got lucky with that. I put the TV on and happened to be on Showtime, and uh, you know, I learned a lot just from watching that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Documentary. It was out, it was outstanding, and uh, now I'm now I'm motivated. I want to get an old shagging wagon. I want to find a Dodge van, and maybe have them uh, paint the Hotel California on the back the album cover. I think that'd be my next old vehicle purchase. If I could find anybody out there with a '76 uh, Dodge or '76 Chevy shagging wagon that I could get fixed up with the uh, the shag carpeting inside the captain's stairs and 
minute to coach uh, Ziegler on occasion. I, I'm looking for that, but I want to get the the an album cover from '76. I think Hotel California '76. Yes, yes. '76. That was my first year in pro ball, so I want to go with all these. Uh, I'm not really normally into symbolic kind of stuff. But I think that would be my next cool old vehicle to get is something like that. Oh, it's monumental and legendary. And, you know, the Stones were, were up in New York uh, right before the holidays. Did you get a chance to see them? Did not. Were they at the Barclays Center, I yes. believe? The last time yes. I saw them, or the only time I saw them actually in person, believe it or not, was at Anaheim Stadium in 2005, right after I got the job with the Rays um, prior to this 2006 season. I think that's what it was. They were playing out at the Anaheim. It was fabulous. I could not. I mean, these guys are in like the early 60s, I guess, at that time, the late 50s. I could not believe the energy uh, that they were yeah. throwing out there, man. It was it was unbelievable. The stage was huge. They're all over the place. Um, it, it's just it's incredible to think that you could be that popular, that good, that significant for that many years and still have it at that particular moment. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be like the Stones. Here's one for you, Joe, now, and that is, uh, should there be a, a, a plumbing problem at the house, do you fix it or call the plumber? <laughs> Uh, definitely call the plumber. My brother, I mean, my dad, uh, God bless him, he was a very talented man. I got none of his talents. He could, uh, you know, whether it's plumbing, he, he could build you out. So he could do the carpentry work, electrical work. If your car broke down, he could fix it. Uh, very talented man. I got none of that. Now, certainly you can uh, change out the flapper and the ball cock, though, right? <laughs> If I absolutely have to. Okay. Okay. Wanted to make sure, Joe. I was a little concerned there for a moment. I'm, I'm really I'm bereft of any talent. I could cook a little bit. I got that from my mom and my aunts. But the physical kind of stuff, I'd rather pay somebody to do it. Well, Joe, I appreciate the time today. Continued success. I know you're a busy man. You, you know all of Tampa Bay. I appreciate you. I am a uh, huge fan of... Uh, way you do things and uh I, I hope to meet you in person and certainly talk at you down the road it'd be my pleasure nick thanks for having us on man we really appreciate it you be